Good morning, friends. It's good to be here with you today as we begin a, a short series called Pushing Pause. You know, I was thinking about this in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic that we're going through right now. And for many of us, this has been a time of pause and disruption in our lives. Now, whether you're working crazy hours on the front lines, uh, trying to work from home, being thrust into the role of a homeschool teacher for your children, or maybe suddenly being without work, things have changed rather abruptly. And it's introduced what I want to call a time of pause between what was and what will be. You know, there'll be times when I'm watching a, a TV show or a movie at home when something comes up, a phone call, a conversation with Darla, or maybe, maybe an attack of, a, of, a, of the munchies. But when this happens, I will pick up the remote and, and I'll push this little button right here and pause the show. I'll do whatever I need to do and then uh, I'll push the button to resume what I was watching. And I realize there's two times you push the pause button. You push it when you enter a pause and you push it when you exit the pause. Well... While we're in a time of pause right now, there will come a time, hopefully very soon, when we'll hit the button again and life will once again resume. Now, there are going to be changes, but as, as time goes on, I think we'll once again pick up the pace of life as we knew it. And Darren's mentioned over the past six weeks or so that it's important we don't waste this opportunity for recalibration as we move forward. So I believe this time of pause allows us a very unique opportunity, an opportunity for reflection and redirection. Today we're going to look at reflection through the lives of an encounter Jesus had with two sisters, Mary and Martha. Pushing pause provides opportunity for change. So let's look at the story of these two sisters found in the New Testament book of Luke chapter 10. Uh, they and their brother Lazarus lived in a town a short distance from Jerusalem, and Jesus was traveling through the area, and Martha opened her home to Jesus and his disciples, and she threw a dinner party for them. They all came over, and as Martha was making the food, her sister, instead of helping with the preparations, chose to sit in the room where Jesus was talking and listen. Now, Mary was just soaking it all in, and Martha was fuming in the kitchen, now, I'm sure she walked back and forth into the room. I, I, I see this in my mind. She began setting the dishes down rather loudly with a little force, uh, shooting looks the way of her, of her sister, uh, sighing deeply and dramatically. Mary didn't notice the thing. She was absorbed with Jesus. So like a volcano, Martha worked herself up and up and up until finally she erupted. She went to Jesus and spewed, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Jesus looked at her. He said his classic line, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Pause. I think there are two questions that need to be asked during a time of pause. The questions are, what can I learn? And what changes am I going to make after pause is over? Now, if Martha were to pause right here at this moment in time, when Jesus said what he did, I wonder, what might she have been thinking? And what she learned about herself or her sister? Uh, don't get me wrong, she was not wrong in getting supper ready for everybody. Martha obviously was a gifted hostess. She didn't mind people coming to her home. 
Uh, people being around her probably fed her emotionally, and she enjoyed being able to, to share and showcase her talents with others. The problem with Martha was that everything she was doing for Jesus distracted her from being with Jesus. She lost focus on what was most important, and this caused this unfortunate reaction that everyone witnessed when she came to complain to Jesus. One takeaway I think she learned, it doesn't matter what I do for Jesus if I'm not taking time to be with Jesus. Honestly, the the best practice is when what we are doing for Jesus flows out of being with Jesus. I believe the presence of Jesus does make a difference. So I, I brought a little something with me today. I brought a cup and I brought some hot water. Now I know you've seen this before and many of us enjoy one of these on a, on a cold day. And we take these little items here and we dip it in the water. Now, we're just going to let this sit in the water for a little while while we talk here. I believe the presence of Jesus makes a difference when he's in our life. So, friends, we're currently in a time of pause. What have you been learning about yourself during this time? Now, I've had several lessons that have shown up in, in my life the past uh, couple of months. Uh, first of all, uh, is my response to change. Now, we don't know about Mary and Martha before this event in Luke 10, but seeing the characteristics of Martha, I assume she was a take-charge kind of person in her kitchen, kind of like Gordon Ramsay. Uh, she knew what the situation needed. She had her way of doing things, and I'll bet that normally Mary went right along with her and did what her, what her sister wanted when she threw a party until Jesus came on the scene. But when this change occurred here, and Martha found herself alone handling all the details, she began to feel the pressure and stress build up inside. Now, I've been involved in church planning for almost 39 years. And one of the characteristics of a church planner is being flexible and adaptable. I've begun to, I've begun to realize as this pandemic continues that I'm not quite as flexible as I thought I was. Now, I've got my normal routines that have been disrupted, and I just don't like that all this well. I was on a webinar the other day when the psychologist was talking about things to do to dial the, the volume of frustration down. One of the things he mentioned was the need to remember that we have the ability to choose our attitude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, that's when I plucked my friend out of my bag. I realized something about Gumby. He's all about flexibility, right? You can bend him, you can twist him, and he can just pop right back up. And look how happy he is. And I realized, I I put him up on my desk as the guy was talking, I'm thinking, that's what I need to be. I need to be flexible and adaptable. And here's what, here was the reminder I got that day. I, I believe God knows what's going on. I believe he's got this. And I just need to lean into him and take one day at a time. And it's going to be okay. The second thing I've learned, I can be pretty selfish when it's all said and done. Uh, I was talking to Darla the other day, and uh, and I don't know, we were talking about being compliant. I said, well, you know, I I can be pretty compliant. She went like this. 
I said, what are you saying? She said, you don't like anybody telling you what to do. I said, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm not complaining at all. Early on with this whole thing, okay, I'll be honest. When it came time to wipe everything down, okay, to wash my hands for 20 seconds, to wear a mask, I was not the happiest camper in the world. Because I'll tell you what, I wanted to do what Lance wanted to do. But these little tidbits I'm sharing here, they're just the tip of the iceberg, guys. I know my tendencies. All my tendencies start with me in mind. Who is Martha thinking about here when she brought her complaint to Jesus? You know who she was thinking about. And this is a lesson that I, I continue to have shown to me through this time. And it's a battle. It is a battle to do what's right. But I want to keep fighting myself so I can think of others. A third thing I recognize, I have a tendency to push the red line. Uh, this is a reality I was able to see more clearly when on March 16th, suddenly my entire schedule was erased in front of me. Uh, and I started what I call sipping, sheltering in place. I had a lot of time on my hands to, to read, to think, to rest. And I realized, looking back, I was living a pretty frenetic life. Going from one thing to another to another, not taking time to breathe. And I know this is not a good pattern for holistic health. Emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally. But I'll be honest. I realize that I have a tendency sometimes to choose busyness because it makes me feel better and more useful. That's not true. See, I can see Martha in me. And as I imagine her scurrying around the kitchen, stirring soup, checking on the goat, making sure the bread isn't burning, thinking about platters for serving and drinks that need to be poured, man, she was busy. She was busy so much, she missed being with Jesus. I'll be honest, one, one benefit that has come to me through this time has been able to spend, I've been able to spend more quiet time with Jesus through the day. I spent more time reading my Bible and just thinking about what I've read. I've talked to God regularly in prayer. I've had time to sit and ponder. And what I've realized is the importance of quiet. Now, parents, I realize you had kids at home doing homeschooling. You had all kinds of other, other things going on. I, I don't have that. I, I have margins that way. So I, I appreciate everything you've done. But for me, it was important to look back on what I've been doing in the past. I believe it will give me a good guide for moving forward in the future. The last thing I want to share, I believe I've learned once again the value of relationships. I need people. Now, this may come as a surprise to you, but I'm an extrovert. I like sitting down with a friend over a group of coffee or a group of friends over a cup of coffee and just talking and laughing. I, I stood in the driveway of a friend of mine yesterday. We were six feet apart, but boy, we had a good time talking for 20 minutes. We were talking about nothing, and it didn't matter. It was just fun. Uh, it's been a challenging time for me, especially when it came to not seeing my grandchildren for six weeks. I told my daughter-in-law, hey, when May 1st comes, all bets are off the table. I'm, I'm coming. She said, okay, please do. And so we went fishing with him about three weeks ago with Garrett and Michaela. What a day. 
what a day it was. I, I talked to my administrative assistant the following Monday. She said, what's, what's different? I said, what do you mean? She said, you're different. I said, ah, I spent time with my grandchildren. Made all the difference in the world. You see, I need people. And we need each other. Easter was different this year, wasn't it? I attended here online, but I really felt like doing a sunrise service myself that day. I wanted to sing a couple of the old Easter songs together with friends. I invited friends from across the country. We had about 35 people gathered together via Zoom at 7.30 on Easter, Easter morning. People from California to Florida joined together to celebrate the resurrection. Oh, it was good being together with friends that day. I learned a couple of things. One, I learned you, don't, you should not sing via Zoom. Um, you talk about a joyful noise with time delays, it was just a mess. But boy, did we have a lot of laughter going on, okay? <laughs> People told me that was a memorable experience. Secondly, I learned that community can take place in a variety of ways, and we need to take advantage of community any way we can get it. It gave me some ideas for starting churches down the road, too. Hey, face-to-face, it's still optimum. But could there be more? I'm looking forward to getting together with friends again face-to-face soon. I've learned what I need, but also what's extremely valuable, and it's having family and friends who stand beside you and around you and for you. That's why I love this family called the church. Watching the interaction of Martha with Jesus, I realized I do not want to miss the opportunity this pause presents. And it begins with reflection. As she considered what Jesus said to her, I wonder, did she learn something? It is a question that occurs during a time of pause. What are you learning? There are several things I'd like you to consider this week, uh, to put into practice in the week ahead. Uh, First of all, please take some time for reflection yourself. For me, this happens best as as I read the Bible. Uh, God knows Lance, and, and he knows what I need. And it never ceases to amaze me as I read. My encouragement to read the life of Jesus never ceases to amaze me as I'm reading. He speaks to me. He gives me exactly what I need when I need it. But that's our Father. Second thing, as you reflect, one th- what is one thing that appears that you would like to change? For me, it's been working on selfishness. And I, it is a continuing battle, and I'm going to keep fighting it. Okay, And it does help, though, when I focus on fighting it. So whatever God opens your eyes to do, do one thing this week to try and fight or make a change that you know you want to change. And the last thing I want you to remember, I believe the presence of Jesus really does make a difference. As Mary took time to sit with Jesus, to absorb what he was saying, She chose what was better. And Jesus said, it will not be taken away from her, Martha. Because Jesus' presence should have an impact on our lives, friends. It doesn't take long for this teabag to change the water. And I think the same thing holds true. We see, we find out with Jesus' presence in our lives. It doesn't take long. Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. But only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better. It will not be taken from her. Friends, the presence of Jesus brings peace, courage, and hope. All things that we need right now. 
spend some time with him and see what he does.